0: everybody and welcome to this standalone episode special of one foot in the podcast with your ever grumpier host tom and with me i'm joined by the return who came on the show for the series four opener pit of the pendulum welcome back nikki
1: thanks hi tom
0: hi what nice to have you back how are you doing
1: thank you very much i'm very well thank you and you
0: very good yeah so (laughs) yeah it's good to have you back on for this um this special comment relief 1993 wasn't it at the end of series
1: uh, four 12th of march it says
0: but to be precise thank you my stats stats woman my stat, not my stat man my stat woman it, it's
1: only because of the book i can't claim anything apart from knowing what the book says
0: richard, uh, good old richard yeah mm-hmm. um, did you watch this quite recently
1: i did well I, I watched it only based on your recommendation um it's i'm not sure that i ever saw it the you know when the original comic relief came out yeah um and when we were talking about um you know future episodes that we'd like to do and you said would you think about doing the comic relief one i thought oh, well i'll have to look that up yeah um thankfully there's someone with a uh slightly rude name on youtube uh there's only <laughs> just the one video so you can't <laughs> you can't uh...
0: <laughs> i didn't notice that you know is it just that one user i thought it's been uploaded multiple that's, times that's Yeah. You...
1: The, the only one that's the only one that i could find so uh i've i've gone back and looked at that many times and tried to ignore the uh, rudeness of the name but thank you for putting it up because without yeah. it i wouldn't have been able to see it well it's, um, it's not but something uh, yes
0: the rude name is it's not something beginning with h is it no, no. <laughs> if you know you're algarve you'll know that reference
1: and not to a nod to mrs Warboys. it's nothing no. it's nothing <laughs> nothing that starts with h no. she's all right but anyone could
0: just, you could just type in comment relief one from the grave. Obviously, there's two comment relief specials. So mm-hmm. the, the quality of this video isn't the best, but at least it's available because I don't think you could probably buy it on video or DVD because it's just one of those, you know, one-offs that the BBC would have had, you know, like during a comment relief, like any sitcom. There's lots you can't really get official. I think actually, I'll tell a lie. I think, I'm sure Little Britain used to do comment relief sketches and then release them on DVD. But I don't think you can get this officially from Off in the Grave, which is great that it's on YouTube for free. Not the best quality, but like I said, it's alright. It's better than nothing. So indeed, yeah, absolutely grateful for these. Uh, I mean, I don't. If if they didn't have it, I'd just be going on sheer memory. And I, when I did a rewatch of this, I'd just forgotten lots about. Obviously, it's just pure dialogue. It's just Victor in the bath, and it's it's funny. And do you did you you probably know that this. This um, special, most pretty much all the dialogues taken from the trial that had to be cut down when Renwick had gone over. I think he used a lot of it for this episode. Did you know that?
1: Do you know, I I didn't know that. I've I mean, I've I've um, looked at bits in the book and hadn't seen anything that kind of referenced it. I'm, I may have missed it, um, but no, do you know, I didn't know that. Uh, all yeah. I thought was it's Victor on his own again, and this time he's probably in the nip.
0: Yeah, it's. Um... <laughs> I don't know i mean like i said i think it's probably yes nice and easy a nice easy idea for david renwick because like if you've got some quality material that's unused you may as well just plonk it on for a comic really special i do i do remember this when this was out. i would have been a young boy but i do remember like because because the opening shot is so we have the opening credits like we normally do do we have the turtle the tortoise um yeah we do We have the normal it's the normal credits isn't it and it's an aerial shot of Victor in the bath with its sort of turtle green coloured toilet and bath.
1: Is it avocado,
0: avocado? You can call it avocado. That's quite. That's quite <laughs> <a> luxurious. <laughs> I way think of that's what it was
1: called years ago. It, it was actually called an avocado bathroom suite. Take it from someone who had a whisper grey one in the 90s. You know, I, I'm I'm quite okay with the colour of the bathroom mm. suites.
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, no
1: no um no hot water bottle on the toilet this time.
0: No, no, it doesn't have that. But he's he's conveniently covering his privates with a uh, flannel. So just to make it family friendly. Uh, I don't yes. think, I'm don't. i sure they would have that anyway. I don't think one for the Grace one for having nude shots or saying that. One for the Algarve does. When Margaret's looking for a mirror doing her makeup on the beach, you can see.
1: Oh, yes.
0: But they cut that outfit on when they show it on UK Gold or if they happen to run it on the BBC. Yeah, anyway. So this is a bathroom of its time, isn't it? It's very mm-hmm. it's very dated, very droll. But I'm sure it was lovely at the time.
1: The water is a nice kind of murky sort of milky kind of colour, which indicates that he's probably had a good bar of soap in there. So it's probably, yeah. uh, uh, you know, indicative of the length of time that he's been in it.
0: A, a grey bar of soap, I think. or oh, he's just filthy. So the, the recurring sort of theme, not theme, but in this he's given himself one more minute until he has to get out because... We've all been there. We've had a nice, cosy, hot bath. You just think one, more, if especially in the winter when if you haven't got the heating on, you just want to stay in the bath because it's just lovely. He, he keeps yes. saying that, doesn't he? So you, you, it, yes, I can relate to that. Just one it,
1: more minute. Just
0: one more minute. He's trying to discipline himself, isn't he?
1: Yes.
0: He, he, he says, says that he
1: can't lie there all day like an advert for Imperial Leather. leather. Just that, which that's he's that, yeah. quite decadent in those times.
0: Yeah, those bars of soap made by Imperial Leather were quite a thing in the nineties, but everyone seems to have hand wash type antibacterial um obviously not in the bath they might use bath bombs or whatever or shower gels but, but not a bar of soap i
1: had a bar i had a bad experience with a bath bomb once so i won't go anywhere near those again
0: what's your bad experience we may as well keep it, <laughs> it uh, topical to, to, to relate topi- to.
1: well it it goes in and it fizzes and it it just moved and i wasn't expecting it to move so uh, that uh, that gave me a bit of a bit of a start so I uh, I flicked the uh, what's left of the bath bomb out and I've never used one again really? whenever I a... see one I just think yeah not for me
0: okay give I... me a
1: bar of imperial leather any day
0: yeah I probably agree with you on that I'll just just some shower gel <laughs> but yeah anyway he should, I think he comments that he has to get on the supermarket at one point and he's just talking about there's, there's no real theme to this is that other than he's just talking talking to himself just musing generally this is this is a hard one to Talk about because even the trial that's been released, I found that it's hard to talk about. It's just one of those episodes where it's hard to um, to provide a running commentary. There isn't a lot going on. It's just every it's just one liner after one liner with time, and this is even less. This is just him <laughs> like very much stationary, not moving around, and it's, it is a difficult one. I'm so glad I got you on because. Uh, <laughs> you might spot things did, I've missed. He does
1: so well, though. That, I mean, um, you know, Richard Wilson. Just the way he plays, you know he he can so easily adapt to just being the only person in the room. Every everything is looking at him, and he just manages it beautifully. He doesn't seem to, uh, you know, he doesn't need anybody else to help him along. He's just a consummate professional.
0: He is. Yeah, he's just yes the master of this kind of thing, isn't he, Richard Wilson? He is. It's just it's marvellous. He 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 made a
1: reference to someone. uh, He said they were looking for a barcode on a baby in the front of someone's trolley because the the lady at the till was new. You know, I mean, well. (laughs) I was
0: just saying, do you find it funny? (laughs) I don't really
1: know what to do with that.
0: I just find that, like, I said this again, when we read the trial with Ben, I just thought he's just talking out loud to himself, like, as plain as day. I think we all probably talk to ourselves to some extent when we're on our own. I, I probably do a little bit especially when you're a child, that he's like full on, almost debating with himself, but out loud, obviously for the sake of a sitcom and acting, and we know why, but it's just, if, you th- if this was real life, I would just find that so funny and so bizarre that like he's just happily musing over a trip to the supermarket and just summarising his day out loud to himself. It's kind of funny and sad at the same time, isn't it?
1: It, he just kind of chunters to himself I'm, I'm guessing sometimes when you when you think of things then your mind goes from one thing to another thing to yeah. another thing but the only yes. difference is that you don't say it out loud but it probably would be just as uh you know some weird if we decided to say something out loud just uh whatever our thoughts were when you're bouncing around from one thing to another um, but uh yeah life just maybe that's victor's time for just putting the world to rights on his yeah. own, when, yeah, he, when that, nobody yeah. maybe nobody can actually argue with him, he can just say whatever he wants without somebody saying no, that's not right What's, what's he on about? his own little
0: time What's he talking about with the, the, the grapef- bringing the grapefruit back because it's not the right size <laughs> Did you get that?
1: He said, and the questions they ask in that place, can I bring this grapefruit back if it's not the right size and the other one he said Can
0: I use these condoms on the continent or do I need a European adapter <laughs>
1: I'm hoping that's two different shops because I think in the um in the 90s the uh, supermarkets you certainly didn't find any contraceptives alongside nah. any form of grapefruit <laughs> um but um it it did seem a really witty thing for him to say you know uh, there's a you know, a little uh, reference in there for for somewhere where a you, know,
0: well, you might find them near um, the, the cucumbers but you won't find uh, they have definitely <laughs> be aisles st- apart yes. but everyone likes to take the mick or have a dig day to day, well exaggerate what you sort of hear in the supermarket and uh, or what customers say to checkout staff or whatever but yeah, it's funny. It's I'm just... sure
1: there's some people somewhere who work in a supermarket who can say quite categorically that that question certainly comes up, <laughs> or something similar. They you know, come up with some really stupid questions because that's just, the, that's just the nature of being human sometimes. Isn't I it? know. Perrier water. Just like water, that, you know, but fizzy. though. I tip cost now out of the tap. Brown bread, very posh. Keeps your regular, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> beef. Oh, <gasps> jump of the beef crisis. Oh. Anti-dandruff
0: shampoos,
1: that for you.
0: What's wrong with a scabby scalp? jelly. Bits of vaginal dryness. I mean, he says, out, out of nowhere, the mortality of people these days... Um,
1: mentality.
0: Did he say mentality? Right. OK, because that didn't he make did. any sense to me. It followed that. But I think... I don't want I don't to really blame Richard Wilson, but he's got such a sort of... It's the Scottish accent... Scottish accent like no other like sometimes I just miss here whereas this happened before where I thought what's he mean by this and it's what you just proved me there proved me um, wrong It's that would make any sense what you
1: need to do (laughs) is uh, my my last recommendation uh, for what I actually watch uh, comedy wise now which is still game that's a very Scottish comedy which if you look with subtitles makes life a little bit easier yeah. and then you can just pick up on the on the accent just a little bit easier it's like Maybe. um it's like a, a lesson
0: <laughs> well I just miss <laughs> here things anyway I can't blame Richard Wilson and and the Scottish oh. accenting completely but sometimes I just mean it's good to have people like yourself on to correct me I always say that there's a lot of I've got wrong on this podcast so it's fine. You could laugh. Um, inspects his uh, shrivelled fingers. Wonders why this always happens. And he's quite right. It doesn't happen to any other part of the body than your fingers. I don't know why that is. I is. Don't know the science or the biology. Maybe we
1: should ask someone like Ben. Maybe Ben would know because he's you know into all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, he? he's like he's more physics, but I think he'd still have a good educated guess why. So Ben, when you when you listen to this, please get in touch. Or anyone. <laughs> I'm sure there's a you can, I don't know why because it's not the only part of the body that's going to be in in the bathwater the whole time. I mean you don't get a wrinkly backside or legs, do you, I assume? Well, I don't think I do. No comment. Say no more. Yeah. Moving this, on. Moving on. <laughs> And he does, does he inspect, actually, actually this isn't quite moving on, because I wrote here he inspects his privates and has to get his glasses out. What's, well, what what's he that does about? Is
1: he, he, he lifts up the towel, has a look, clearly can't see it that well because he doesn't have his glasses, reaches over to the toilet seat, which is obviously down, picks up his glasses, put his glasses on and then has another look just to make sure. I mean, you know, I, I can't profess to ever um, <laughs> No, <laughs> I've mean, I mean, been in it, that situation myself, but it did look it was it, it, even if there was well, there wasn't any dialogue, but just the way that he carried that <laughs> off was really quite yeah. something. You know, <laughs> he's just
0: it, it, there's some comedy actors out there who just got the ability to they don't have to say anything, do they? But they're just their uh, acting alone, just physical movement is funny enough, or expression on their face. Like you know, like yeah. Rowan Atkinson's one of them, isn't he? he? Can just he's got one of those faces that. Makes you laugh. Very rubbery, flexible face that, if you like Mr Bean or or Blackadder, he's great. Like, he's just lucky to have that. And Rich Wilson's not too dissimilar.
1: As it happens, um, well, a couple of people can attest to this uh, uh, when I was working. They asked me what uh, my weird crush was, and it was uh, Rowan Atkinson.
0: My prick. (laughs) Has anybody seen my prick? (laughs) Come on, somebody must have seen my prick. My prick. Very well. Remind me to beat my prick when he does. Time.
1: I'm not. I'm not quite Did you sure why, that but it, there's n- no. I haven't mentioned that before. But it's probably a weird one. Yes, because I think there's just um, uh, m- maybe in Johnny English, he's a bit more. Um, you know more attractive more than he is in say mr bean yeah. but um whenever anything funny came up with mr bean i always used to get emails popping up with a <laughs> picture of mr bean in my face so
0: thank oh, you really?
1: to the uh, girls i used to work with for uh, okay. that i still get them now to be fair
0: you're looking particularly beautiful tonight i think i yeah. just
1: find it a bit weird but you know
0: no, i think you're the only person that's ever said they've had a had a a thing (laughs) for Mr... Well, Rowan Ackerson, not Mr Bean. But there's others who go the opposite way with with Rowan Ackerson. I think he's a little bit... Well, Mr Bean character's a bit creepy, which I can understand, but I love Mr Bean. I won't have any... I won't hear any different um, legend in this film. One foot in the Mr Bean This is. we need to get back on track, don't we?
1: Sorry, Uh, yes.
0: Sorry, no, that's my fault, because I did ask. Is Nicholas Parsons dead? Uh, That's the Just a Minute presenter. Uh, He is now, sadly, but back then I suppose he was ageing What's well the, he was the, he was 70 the at the time okay so
1: um i think he did um of the century was that oh, do you know i'm not quite sure but he did there was something in the 70s and the 80s that he did but um he unfortunately he passed away this year actually january this was, year
0: was it this yeah um, okay i, it I was, thought it was quite recently
1: yeah it was uh 96 so he was a uh, you know a, a good age good old age But uh, yeah, it just seems. Do you think Renwick doesn't like Nicholas Parsons because he was only seventy at the time?
0: Well, do you know when he like just every episode say the same? If there's a an MP mentioned or someone in entertainment, and Victor is slagging them off or speaking negatively, I just assume that Renwick feels the same because I don't see the point otherwise. And if he hasn't got a problem with him, I don't know. It might be one of those things where before, before um, Bruce Forsyth passed away, people used to say, "Like I can't believe he's still still going because he feels like he's was, he's always been 90-odd. I think he wasn't even 90 when he died. Wasn't he 89. Oh, do
1: you know, I don't know. But he was... Um, uh, sometimes people, you they've been on the TV for so long that you automatically assume that they're much older than they yeah. are when they're probably not. That's true. But no, poor old Nicholas Parsons was only 70 at the time. But no, he was still very much alive.
0: Yes. And um, like Victor says... Tr- Trouble with the sat- satellite TV. Don't know who's live or who's dead anymore. E.g., Sir S- it? st- Stafford Cripps might be hosting an afternoon game show on Sky One with incredible cash prizes. <laughs> true. Sure. if you got Sky, there's or any cable television, there's the channel, the game, the games channel. Is it Challenge or something where they just show decades old game shows, like original Blankety Blank or Bruce's Prices Right, that kind of thing i think that's
1: over
0: the days eh? they they don't they they, all all redmix doing there is just thinking they have they can't really think of anything original so we're just plonk old repeats on i mean you certainly do know who's alive and who's dead because obviously we have for the last 15 20 years the internet uh, more prominent Mm -hmm. than than ever so what victor said there you don't really need to think that anymore you can just find out in an instant can you one of those things. Uh, in
1: '93, you probably have to go to a, a newspaper or something. Yeah. But, um,
0: local riot, thankfully, the radio. Thankfully, uh,
1: the internet gives you instant access to just about everything.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, he, he then says, "I
0: wish there was a knob in your head where you could switch your brain off." <laughs> I think he's just overthinking, isn't he? Because he's Victor in the bath. He's just got nothing to do, and he and he drives himself bonkers, doesn't he?
1: He needs to watch more comedy. That's a great way to uh, to waste a couple of hours.
0: Yeah. You don't have to oh. think of
1: everything. You don't have to think of anything, then your brain can switch off when you're watching yeah. good comedy.
0: Yeah, you can listen to podcasts or anything.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> you we know, know me, a great one. Oh, I, I can't think of one. You know, he, <laughs> he mentions Sir Stafford Cripps. Has, has that been yes. mentioned on, in a previous episode?
1: No, but it is uh, mentioned on Rearranging the Dust.
0: That's very convenient, since that's one yes. you're going to be returning for later in Series 5. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I thought that might be the case. They, they usually have a throwback. With mentioning names and stuff in this show, so I just thought I couldn't think of the top of my head what, what I'm guessing this but... was a
1: bit of a throw forward, really, wasn't it?
0: It's a throw forward or a fo- not a foreshadowing, but yeah, I don't know.
1: yes, yeah. I mean, that's a stupid expression to say that you can't talk now on a payphone. What other, what other bloody sort is there? What's the context? I don't know, I think he's just popped into his head and he's just thought that's just a bit odd. Um, it's,
0: it's a funny old. Um, episodes, oh no, yeah, that's he, what it, it
1: is. is because he says that um, he says there hasn't been a single phone call since I got in the bath, not since eight thirty. That must be an all-time record. So I wonder oh. whether or not that just leads us into that conversation. I don't know.
0: You're telling me they get inundated with phone calls at the Maldry household, do they? <laughs> I find that well, <laughs> They w- would have had it.
1: double glazing. Well, yeah. sales you know, calls, do, you, yeah. do you want uh, yeah pensions advice or you know I can help you with a new roof or some guttering or something?
0: Yeah. Like you said, he is—he is pretty pleased. to Have a long hot bath without the phone ringing once, and—and and you think it's going to ring. Like he sort of anticipates it's going to ring, and it doesn't. Um, and it doesn't. And it doesn't. Obviously, other shows, there, other shows might have been more predictable, and it would have rang. At this point, he climbs out the bath. Uh, you think he's going to reach not for the for the towel, like he's finally getting out, but it's actually—I think it's a Daily Star newspaper. I can't believe Rich, uh, it Richard. Is. I can't believe Victor Maldry reads the Daily Star, but there you go. Um, I, just well, it, think it's, it's, um, I
1: mean, he, he, the way he got out and I said, you know, I, I think that uh, it should be dry by now. I mean, he must have been in a failable oh, yeah. for the paper to dry, really. Because I, I know it was on the radiator, but uh, they don't dry out super quickly. No. But uh, on the front page, it said Palace of Porkies," So I don't know whether or not that was um, anything to do with uh, Fergie uh. or something. I'm not sure.
0: Palace but, uh, of Porky, I couldn't I, see anything else. No, I, I in any show, especially comedies, when they're reading a the newspaper, I always try and glance what the headline is. So You can never quite make out what the headline says on a newspaper in a show like this. But I love the fact that he's obviously been reading that in the bath and it's fallen in. Um, I don't know if I've ever read I might have read the newspaper in the bath once years ago. And that's probably happened to me, but um, it's just highlighting those. One of those things that can happen if you're not too careful i guess a lot of people read their phones in the bath now and i'm sure many many have dropped the phone in the bath but i don't think you put the phone on the radiator which you probably put in a pack of rice in the airing cupboard for the night to dry it out is is my guess anyway it's not exactly like a
1: man who's done that before
0: uh i have yes i have done i'm not i haven't dropped in the bath though i think it's just i have used my phone in the bath and probably to go to the toilet. But especially if it's <laughs> if I've had a shower, say, um, mm-hmm. the steam is going to get in the phone. I should, probably shouldn't bring it in. Not that I bring it in the shower; like it might be on the side. And a problem with this <laughs> comment really—it's not exactly riveting stuff, is it? It's just general no. musing. So bear with us, listeners. Like Nikki's rest—we we knew me, there
1: yeah. was going to have to be a bit of padding there, so yeah. I wouldn't worry.
0: I think the, the 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 good bit is coming up though, like the highlight of the episode, which we'll get to shortly.
1: Mm-hmm. So he opens up the paper and it's got um and he says bloody Jerry Hall again. Look at that lips like a pillar box. Must be from all that uh kissing Mick Jagger. Mick
0: Jagger. That's her former supermodel isn't it? I had to, I had to look, look up Jerry Hall. I think she was Oh um, did you
1: Oh.
0: I think was she with Rupert Murdoch I thought that I read.
1: Uh, yeah she's she's now married to Rupert Murdoch. I, she's now I married mean,
0: to Rupert okay. Yeah so yeah, she
1: I think she was married to to Mick Jagger years ago she was a, a very um she was 6 foot tall i found um uh she was a texan um but uh, her and obviously Mick stayed together for a little while had yeah. some children but then i read that um uh, their marriage wasn't lawful or something so their marriage was declared mm. null and void and whether or not that had any bearing on anything i'm not sure but um uh. She then decided to get married to Rupert Murdoch.
0: Oh, right, okay. Hmm, everyone's favourite. A- another ver- another
1: very poor man. <laughs> yeah. Mm,
0: poor, poor bugger, I don't know how he gets by. Um, yes, I
1: know, it must be tough.
0: Then he reads, I think, is he reading an article now about a, a bored housewife killing her husband and kept him for three years in a chest freezer? This is from like a court paper. Um, yes. Uh, what's the rest of that said story? said he would
1: uh, periodically defrost his body and prop him up in the back garden wearing a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Police first became suspicious um, when they called round to interview the gentleman and found his right hand nailed to the bird table.
0: Which is random, isn't it? Because <laughs> is... I, well, I don't know why, if you're in that situation, you do that, unless it's to make it look like you, you, this corpse is generally interacting with something in your garden, so bird table's the nearest you can think. This is pretty much used in Jonathan Creek. And I don't know how far you are with it, so I'm not gonna spoil it for you or anyone who's hasn't ever watched much of Jonathan Creek. But this what Victor reads out happens in an episode, basically. I won't give anything away, but there's something to do oh. with someone keeping a corpse. So I'll say no more. But those who've watched Creek will know what I mean. But Nikki here's you, you recently got into it, haven't you? So I, 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 I did on what...
1: your recommendation because it wasn't something I watched from the start. So uh i I've um uh, watched some of it on the iPlayer, and now I've uh, treated myself to the box set, so I can just sit down and binge watch it. But I'm Lovely. only into season two, episode one at the moment, so I've okay. still got some more to come.
0: Is it good? But, do you find um, it? Do you find it pretty, pretty decent? I, I love I've, it.
1: i found it well amazing that I never watched it first time round. I've obviously missed that uh, train completely. Very happy to, uh, to you know, to to watch it now. Um, the. <laughs> The level of um, intelligence that you must have to write something oh. like that—it it, just—it's beyond compare. You know, the, Can you
0: imagine uh, the, writing the ability
1: to write that? No, I can't. Imagine writing—not for me at all.
0: A sitcom like *One Foot in the Grave*, and in the same decade, the same era, writing *Jonathan Creek*. Like, you don't have to like both, but they're clearly two world-class pieces of writing, aren't they? T- t- I mean, they're
1: exceptionally well written, and just the just the the brain of somebody oh. who could do that <laughs> is is just phenomenal. It never ceases to amaze me. Um, you know, the um, he he should definitely have, have received some form of uh, knighthood or something oh, I right no, now for his, um, it, you know, just it's a it's quite a poor show that he hasn't because he's mm. brought um, happiness to many millions. Mm. And can will continue to do so. I'm looking forward to his book when that comes out.
0: I know, because in the Richard Weber book, I has gotta have a little ping every mm-hmm. time I mention Richard Weber. In that book, he he's basically recounting what he's read in Renwick's journal. So there's a journal out there all of these memoirs. I don't know if most of them are in that book, there's got to be even more than that. Um mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Weber's done a book on Jonathan Creek, which I've never read, but that's probably interesting. Um, oh, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. Anyway, so that's a funny, not funny, a bit of a weird story he's read in the what newspaper. Do you,
1: what do you think the police were going round for? I mean, if he's been dead for three years and been in the freezer, he can't have had a speeding fine, can he?
0: <laughs> Maybe there's suspicion has been aroused by, well, the neighbours or or um, well, to convince it says to convince neighbours he was alive, so they're obviously suspicious, aren't they at this point? So they've obviously called oh, the police okay. and said, we don't think that's, we think something smells fishy here. Something probably smells really fishy with that corpse. <laughs> <laughs> something really rotten. If you get a local newspaper, you get all sorts of funny. Not I'm not saying you get dark ones, dark story lines like that article, but you get some, you pick up a local rag and there's some really funny, ridiculous uh, pieces of news that sort of make the front page or like make a huge section of page two. Like it could be something to do with, you know, Litter dropped in, you know, local car park of ASDA, and that gets a big story, you know, because it's local news. It's nothing's going on, but Raymond can use his I mean, imagination quite well, can't he? And come up with that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, in the uh, in the beast in the cage, he makes reference to finding a body in the in the boot of a car that wasn't found while they did the MOT. I mean, it's oh, uh, yeah. so he's, he's clearly got a, a dark he's side a dark to guy. his his nature, which I really like. I think that's, I mean, that's a you know, not many people can get away with <laughs> that sort of thing, but he does it in such a brilliant comedic way that, uh, you know, it's yes. just a, what a mind, hey? What a mind.
0: It's an amazing mind. What else does he read in the paper? Mm. Or does he recount something to do with eyelashes swarming with microscopic yeah, mites? He said,
1: Where was it um, I read that our eyelashes are swarming with microscopic mites that you never ever see? Now he picks up a tub of peanuts. Is that the side is? Of the I didn't bar. know.
0: I didn't know what he was eating because the the pitch quality is not great, and I couldn't work out if it was nuts or popcorn or something. But is I that presumed
1: what it, is? it was. I presumed it was nuts because of the uh, the size of the container that it came in. I mean, it. it you know, let's be honest. Uh, um, but I think both of us are doing quite well. Just to see that they're peanuts or, or any sort of food, because the uh, unfortunately the quality is not so good. But really? I've assumed it's a it's a um, like a tub of peanuts, which is a good choice. You know, if you're in the bath, then it's not chocolate peanuts. It's a good. Uh, I don't
0: know if I'd a, have a good. I don't. I I, I have to th- disagree because salty, greasy hands. Then back in the bath. If it was just like dry crisps, I say dry without much flavour on them that that's less messy i know you're in the bathroom you wash it off and then you're just washing yourself in dirty water anyway aren't you uh, my god we've this we really have to stretch this episode out <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next uh thing in this thing the next um well, what,
1: what he does say was that um uh uh that every time you see michael heseltine on the television hundreds of creepy crawlies um you know are sort of mooching around the hairs on his face and he's and he goes Poor
0: little buggers. Yeah. Another <laughs> so not like
1: Michael
0: Heseltine, either. Yeah, another digger, a conservative lord there. Um, but yeah, that's that's a relatively common theme, isn't it? With Tory mm-hmm. MPs being mentioned on here. I think Victor says he's got to get his eyes seen to next week, and he thinks they want another specimen. I <laughs> think specimen yeah. for your eyes. Like, what, what kind of specimen is he? Do you need to give to have your eyes checked? Is this just Remwick being like weird? with his
1: i i would presume so yes yeah because he um he said um i expect it's the same for everyone good morning i've come to deliver the milk have you bought a specimen yes i have there's four crates of it here with 96 <laughs> pints of urine in it i mean just oh. the you know
0: oh, lovely <laughs> that, that's a
1: horrible that's a horrible thought uh whatever time of day but um you know again it just goes to show maybe it's just the uh the stress of small annoyances
0: yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And it's at this point he says, "Just one more minute for the umpteenth time." Just
1: one more minute. Or just
0: one more minute. Before the phone rings, and we actually get the shot of the classic shot of the hallway, like the mm-hmm. that we the first time for this episode, it took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting that. So it's good to have that that shot. Um, and the answer machine is is switched on. It's a, it's a formal answer machine message. Not is it the answer machine? It's not what I'm trying to say. Is they wiped the dear, Margaret's dear old mum's voicemail record message off clearly. I
1: like to think that they kept the tape and put a new one in,
0: yeah. Of course, I I think they would have done as well. Yes. And yes. is it Margaret leaving the voicemail?
1: Yeah, it just says, not I'm sorry, we're not here at the moment. Yeah, uh, please leave a message, uh, speak after the tone.
0: Yes, that's right. And mm. to my surprise, and I i didn't remember this, but it's the person leaving the message is. uh, Mr. Paul Merton Indeed He was massive He's he's a huge Like He's huge in comedy now And you know And still have I gotten his few But back then He was Almost in his prime In a way Because he'd done the Paul Merton show Uh, I think he'd been married to Caroline Quentin I think in the early 90s Mm -hmm. Didn't he So they were sort of TV comedy power couple in In a roundabout way When people say Paul Merton, one foot in the grave, they just remember him for the final episode, his appearance as a a barman. But people seem to forget by the sounds of it that he was leaving a voicemail message for a Mrs. Hinchley. First of all, that's a very very renwicky name um mrs. of course, course he's got the wrong number first thing i put was he, he actually he short...
1: said mrs hinchley you sounded you sound That's slightly <laughs> different on the phone so yeah. note to self if you sound a bit different, different. just don't leave a message but then it's comet relief who are we to That's argue
0: it. at that point yeah you would you probably hang up and just like double check let me just ring that back um <laughs> did back answer machines back then did they ever pick up the background noise on the receiver. Would he have uh, cause Victor very brilliantly shouts out You've got the wrong number. It's funny because how Richard Wilson delivers it. There's some answering machine messages that could pick up background noise. So if you're leaving a message on someone, if I rang you and left you a voicemail as I was leaving it, if someone in your house was shouting in the background, would I have heard would I have heard that? Or was
1: oh, it Um I Crocky Joe, I, I wouldn't think so.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's just something I thought at the time that I wonder. He clearly didn't hear it for the storyline's sake. This person, even the message, is a dentist. No. Yes. Is he? is he dentist? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. He, yeah. He must be a dentist. Oh, yeah. He says, um uh "Mr. Pelman." I think it's Pelman here. Your dentist.
0: I got Pelvin, but got... you probably heard it. You've already proven that you probably heard it. You have heard mm, things well. better than I. <sighs> last
1: fortnight but i just had to see i realized it was desperately unprofessional of me but yesterday morning after i'd numbed your right gum, i kissed you on the cheek you had your eyes closed at the time and probably thought it was just the sound of the suction
0: pipe i'm so sorry for what i've done mrs Hinchley, and i can only apologize for everything especially the two extractions which i still have if you like the fact considering having the three molars mounted in a locket but I run less... <laughs> out of time. I was enjoying that
1: <laughs> poor lady.
0: She, she, she's, <laughs> I know uh, she's gone in for thirteen fillings in two weeks in just the last year. In the
1: last fortnight.
0: I know that's a has he charged her? I don't know. Um but he Oh that
1: would, <laughs> he, that's a final insult isn't it?
0: <laughs> that is and the fact that I guess it's I mean more than ever, if that was a real thing, where he'd, you know, kiss, I kissed you on the cheek as you uh, your eyes were shut, and, you know, ele- elements of sexual assault from uh, that dentist, even though it's a peck it's like he's doing it for his own gain, and it's a it's a little mm-hmm. bit dark, you know. Remwick's ahead of the times with that sort of thing, with that kind of writing.
1: I think he likes to push the boundaries somewhat. He doesn't push them too far. He just no. pushes them just enough to to give you a little prick of conscience. I think.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I love the line, um, I think he spoke about it yesterday morning after he, he numbed the, the, her right gum, he, yeah, he kissed her on the cheek and he was hoping she thought it would just be the sound of a suction pipe. So it's a very specific message he's leaving, sort of, sort of grovelling, isn't he? He's, he's very sorry, especially the two extractions, which he still has if she'd like them back.
1: That, that's grim as anything as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a bit. Dewey like, me dentist and horror stories comes to mind with you know a lot of people fear, fearful of dentists and if you've got an irrational fear me of dentists have you really
1: mm. yeah no i don't like the dentist no never have done
0: no i've people been do. actually
1: quite recently so it's uh it was it was a, a pain just to uh you Is know it? you have to be in considerable pain for me to think about going but uh oh. all good now so
0: I'm yeah he said um
1: i was thank you i was considering having the the molars mounted into a locket I mean, how grim
0: would that look yeah that's a bit psych- psych- <laughs> psychotic isn't it you know you know if you it think is. about it well it is um and it but it still sounds funny, and I guess what adds to the literally the comic relief for this is Victor's facial expressions throughout <laughs> like I'm fortunate as fortunate it as been as a podcast you know you'd have to watch it to see i can't I can' only describe it, but you know what you all love Victor Mil, you know mm-hmm. what he's like, but he just can't get over what he's hearing what especially when it's not a message for you it's someone else's news so he's got that luxury of going ah this is like you know listen to the radio or like a, a like listen to the arches or something just someone else's storyline um yes
1: i wonder if he kept it for margaret to listen to when she came back
0: he may well have done the answer the answer machine obviously it cuts out which is realistic that you know you, even the most modern voice answer machines messages functions they 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 only last so long um mm-hmm. and he's quite disappointed that it's uh it's cut off he was he, enjoying it he that, wanted he to hear
1: the rest of it
0: <laughs> yeah he did and uh, unfortunately we'd never hear any more about that mrs hinchy i'm sure would have well gone to town on him and sued him for every penny he's got i would have, I would have thought mm. but yeah um that was that was quite a good intervention i think it needed that that was quite a a masterstroke because i don't think just victor in the bath musing about all sorts of different things would have been enough so that phone call with the message definitely helped break it break up a little bit so that was good i like that dripping tap on got a,
1: he's got a voice that just makes you uh think that he probably could be some kind of creepy dentist it's uh, he had that kind of you know the way he portrayed that was actually very good yeah. as well it wasn't yeah. it, there was nothing comedy in what he was saying he was uh hmm. yeah the, moving it, on
0: in the last episode, I did Secret of Seven Sorcerers. Sort I said that like a West Country. Um, Sorcerers. Andrew so, Andrew's <laughs> a great guest. He mm-hmm. came on and he said that Paul Merton had said with one foot in the grave. It's the one only. It's like the main or the only sitcom he found that he would genuinely laugh out loud at compared to any comedy he's watched. So that's quite a that's quite a compliment, isn't it? Like that's the only comedy he could genuinely laugh out loud. And that's that's, that's the same for me. Like there's loads of comedies I laugh out loud at, but I still laugh quite, scenes I've seen several times, episodes I've seen hundreds of times, the same as I did for the first couple of times I watched it. Whereas all my other comedies, they're like a comedy blanket, like a comfort blanket. I might not laugh as hard, but I still appreciate it. But with one foot, it's just something different about it. It's um,
1: Well, I've been, um, since we've obviously, um, you know, I've been listening to, to the podcast and uh, you know, um, reaffirming my love for the sitcom. So I've been watching the the series again. I've watched it from the beginning right till the end. Oh,
0: um, nice.
1: And there's um, on series six when Victor's the window cleaner and he says something oh, yeah. about a chamois leather being um, something like more deftly manipulated on a goat's ass. And I I haven't heard that for such a long time. And I, I, I was actually, I was making a cake at the time and I laughed so much that my spatula fell in the bowl you know i I literally it was it was proper giggly time and you just think that you know i have heard that and i have obviously Mm. seen it but um the the delivery and the the excellence of the writing and suddenly it's just it's just a very small piece in a very big episode but um just oh and i still find that funny even now i've actually i've watched that one again just recently just to uh just to have enough
0: giggle, but I didn't have a special in my hand then. Well, oh, so. that's pleasant to hear. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, happy I, happy days. I know what you mean there. There's, we've all got a favourite bit of dialogue that he Rich Wilson just delivers. He, and especially Annette Crosby. She's just anytime yeah. she growls, I just find it so funny. Just just that <laughs> is not just the writing, that is the acting as well. It's just perfect. Yes. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, apart from some dripping taps which he, he complains at, which is most households have dripping taps or have done, it's just highlighting those little annoyances in life uh, mm-hmm. one more minute as ever he says he wants to get out
1: he, tr- he moves the tap with his feet to try and stop it from dripping That's and it all. obviously doesn't work and he just says you yeah, know look, I'm, I'm too lazy i i you know i, I can't even be bothered to, to lean forward and mm. you know you and i have had a conversation before we you know i could quite happily be lazy with no struggle at all but then he said um it's the same when you want to go to the toilet and the, he doesn't actually follow it up with anything, he, but the audience clearly groans, and you just know exactly what they're thinking. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs>
0: yes, we're it, yeah. But that's 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 the yes. end of the episode, isn't it? It's what, seven minutes forty-two with the credits included, mm-hmm. um, and it finishes off by panning a panning of Richard Wilson or Victor in the bath, and that's and that's it. And yeah, I mean, it, it's quite. There's lots of comment relief one-off specials out there over the years that have been hit or miss. That's pretty good, but what can you do if if Remwick's been given a specific time limit, which he probably has, because comment relief—it's just all sorts going on, isn't there? Several different mm. shorts, so he hasn't got a lot to play with. But yeah, that's that's—it's funny. Um, it's it's more one for the gray content. So what's not to like? Obviously, I think the Palmer and voicemail—it was the highlight of the episode, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um which helped with the look of Victor Meldrew, looking flabbergasted by what he's hearing. That's just the obvious highlight for me. I don't know about it for you.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, there's, you know, the I like the, the little one-liners. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's extremely well-written. I don't know whether or not it would have benefited by having um, Annette Crosby in it or not, mm. you know, whether or not she was just standing out. But then I'm, well... If she was in it, then she'd have picked up the phone, wouldn't she? So it probably need she'd be in the florist anyway. So i was, say, was well, having a, a good long soak on his own.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was wondering, it's, it's definitely a weekday and Margaret's at work. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's not too bad. I think that brings an end to one foot in the Comet relief podcast. Um mm-hmm. thank you very much, Nikki, for joining. Uh, we could do a quick mail, Jermaine, I suppose, couldn't we? comment relief moan if you if there's anything you want to moan about comment relief i don't know I'll put you on the spot i well,
1: no actually i have oh, i you mean to ready? be fair i was born moaning so the voice uh, oh yeah i've got one ready for for this one and for the other one oh, so, lovely. yes lovely jubbly if yeah. you want to hear them
0: yeah we'll do okay the the episode isn't over yet because we, we've got a uh moan coming up now with nikki Have skin their ruddy for
1: them right um, there 's a, a generic um, auction site uh, which you can set up alerts for and i 'm mm. looking for a, a book um, that i 've had my eye on for a little while um, and it 's um, it 's called "My Love Affair with Jewelry" by Elizabeth Taylor. And I've read her book, so and she obviously makes reference to her jewellery, and I like pretty things, so I wanted to read the book. So I've I've had some um, some of these on my watch list for some time, and they vary in price from thirty pounds to one thousand pounds for the same book. Uh, the, the difference with the one thousand pound book is that it's got um, a an invitation to the Sotheby's auction uh, letter right you know that goes with it so it obviously you know attracts a, a higher price but uh, when it came up on my email notifications um, I put it onto my watch list because I thought who on earth is going to pay a thousand pound for a book that you can actually pick up the same book for, yeah. for 30 odd pounds I mean some of them range you know from 80 to 760 but there's obviously this one for a thousand pounds so I put it onto my watch list and then I got an email from the seller saying um, I'm going to give you a discounted offer of £500. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> so therefore the book is only £500 rather than 1000 And I just thought to myself, what's the point of that? Why, why don't you, you know, are you so greedy for money that you just think someone's just going to pay £1,000 and not worry about it? Do you really think it's actually worth that much extra money just because it's got a letter in it that's mm. really nothing to do with the book itself mm. um, or do you just like fleecing people And I, I mean you know I've clearly not agreed the offer of uh, £500 but I just didn't really see the point of why he would uh, want to sell anything for 1000 knowing full well that it was overpriced just trying to make sure that somebody along the line gets you know.
0: fleeced I
1: don't like that kind of thing so that's just my little moan for this week.
0: It's a valid moan. No, that's, that's, yes. that's a good one.
1: Price it yeah. realistically and, you know, don't be greedy.
0: Did you say you've got a copy of Elsewhere now? Are you still on, on the hunt for that book?
1: No, I'm still on the hunt on the because, hunt. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh,
0: okay. th- there All might
1: right. be one that uh, I'd like to go to a library, but you can't even go to, to one of those now. So no, that's down.
0: true. You could try downloading it. Is it downloadable? Um,
1: I hadn't thought of that. You okay. see, for someone who's not on social media like me, I wouldn't have a clue, but that might be worth a. That, that might be, be the, look, thank the resolution
0: you, you're looking for. Yes, but, thank uh, you. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, that's, um, that marks the end of the episode. And if you'd like to get in touch, as ever, you can email podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, as ever, at onefootthepod. I've set up an Instagram. I know. I didn't think I'd go there, but I have. It's a good way to reach out to, to potential new listeners. That's podcast or it might be a one foot in the pod. I should know that very small following, but for, thank you for those who follow. Yeah. And the next episode will be one foot in the Algarve, which is um, a biggie. that will be a two parter with Darren, who's been on before. Uh, I just want to also say one of my listeners, John Collins, um, you can follow him on Twitter at JD Collins 95. He's a listener of the show. He keeps in touch now and again. I just want to dedicate this to his, his uh, late mother who sadly passed away. So John, thoughts are with you, and um, thank you for listening to the show. So sending you uh, best wishes to you and your family. But so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Nikki, for your time as ever, and you will be back thank for uh, rearranging the dust. I've got you down for in series five. Fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, right, take care everyone. Cheers, Nikki.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye.